Show me the money, hasta la vista, I'm too old So the other day I was talking to this young kid who goes to college. Did you guys know that if your roommate commits suicide, you get an automatic 4.0 on your term semester? And I know what you guys are thinking out there. I know. You're thinking, well, at least it takes the heat off finals, right? I mean, you think about it. These guys are giving you a license to kill. And I just imagine the conversations that parents are having with their kids. What are you studying? I don't know, 007. Dead Man's Curve, which was originally released in 1998. Now, if you're listening from the US, you've probably never heard of Dead Man's Curve, but you would have heard of the other title that this film received, which is actually called The Curve. So a little bit confusing, but for some reason in Australia, it was originally released as Dead Man's Curve. And there's actually a bit of a story with this film. So some of you might actually be aware of this, but when I was a teenager in high school, I actually had the honor of working in a video store, part-time or casual. Uh, it was a Video Easy, the greatest video store franchise of all time. Prove me wrong. And um, back in the day, we used to get something called preview tapes. Uh, in today's world, you'd probably call them screeners, which a lot of people are watching digitally. So if you're a professional film critic, you get to watch the movie in advance, you watch it online. Back in the day, you would actually receive VHS tapes randomly with orders of films. And Dead Man's Curve actually came as a preview tape for me originally. I knew zero about this film. I don't think it actually had a theatrical release back in 1998. Well, not in Australia, it didn't anyway. And the only thing I knew about this film before I actually put the VHS tape in my machine is that it starred an actor that a lot of people were familiar with back in the 90s. And his name was Matthew Lillard. Now, he's very well known for doing the live action films of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, like, whatever. Calm down, Scoob. It's just a geek doing impersonation, buddy. And he also starred in Scream, the very first Scream. He was fantastic in that film. And he also had a fun role in the film called Hackers. And some of you may have seen him in the film called Wing Commander. But we don't talk about Wing Commander, like, ever again. So what is Dead Man's Curve, a.k.a. The Curve, actually about? Well, at the start of this podcast, you would have heard a comedian give off a basically a bit of a joke about college students and how if their roommate actually commits suicide, the fellow roommates in that dorm will actually receive an automatic 4.0. So to translate it, basically it's an A+. It's a complete top marks. And basically they do this in college so the students can actually cope with the loss of their fellow roommate. They don't need to focus on any sort of studies. It's an automatic pass. And the film's really creative because what it does, it gives us the film credits. It gives us a couple of shots of the college this voiceover of the comedian who did a much better job than what I did at the start of this podcast gives a bit of a giggle as to how students can get away with this so easily. And we find out early in the film that this uh, comedian is basically the launch pad of the entire film and it gives two college students whose names are Tim and Chris and they've got a roommate, they call him Rand. And this guy, Rand, is not a very nice guy. In fact, he's quite cruel in public. He's quite rude. He basically doesn't have any sort of affection towards anyone, and he basically gives off a selfish vibe. So Rand's two roommates are Tim, which is played by Matthew Lillard, and Chris, 
played by Michael Vartan. So these two basically have heard a comedian, they investigate it. It turns out it's actually true. They look at Ran and think, well, he's a jerk. No one's going to miss him. And they decide to basically work together and with their roommate, they're going to set up a fake suicide so that the other two can actually achieve a 4.0 score. And let's talk about the two key characters. You've got Tim and Chris. It's it's quite interesting because their personalities quite differ from one another. So Chris, who once again is played by Michael Vartan, he's basically a bit of a goody two-shoes. He's very well known for getting straight marks in school and college. But the thing that also entices him to consider, uh, you know, basically faking his roommate's suicide, he gets a B-plus on his most recent assignment. And of course, egging him on is Tim, played by Matthew Lillard. Now, for me, Matthew Lillard steals this film. And I don't mean like there's a couple of scenes that I really enjoy him in. No, no. Every time Matthew Lillard is in this film, he's on the screen, he steals it. His character is is actually not far off from Rand. He's very childlike though. He's almost like a childish schoolboy. He's the kind of guy that would still find passing wind quite humorous. He basically is a stirrer. He likes to tease people. But he's also the sort of guy that is egging Chris on when he finds out that he gets a B plus on his recent assignment. So, you know, basically you've got a guy who got a B plus. He's not really interested and not really liking the idea. Whereas Tim's like, mate it's settled we're doing it we're doing it and between the two of them they work together and they pursue faking their roommates fake suicide they basically investigate what a suicide person would look like they investigate the type of music that as someone who is thinking of suicide would listen to and they do all these things around their roommate so that when the time comes the police will actually know for sure that this was in fact a suicide and they're out of you know, any sort of blame or responsibility by the police. And as far as a plot's concerned, I'm sorry to say it, boys and girls, this is all I'm going to reveal on this podcast about the plot. The reason why I'm being so cruel and nasty about not revealing anything more is there are consistent twists and turns all throughout the film which will keep the viewers guessing and I don't want to reveal a great deal other than the basic gist of the plot. But another reason why I wanted to share this film as a podcast is because when I first saw this film it actually impacted me in quite a big way. Uh, I haven't seen a film like it before so it was a real fresh viewing and it was a real exciting to to have this experience for the first time as a young teenager I was actually studying uh, drama in high school and I was really drawn to Matthew Lillard's performance in this film Uh, I think it deserves more recognition based on his performance alone The new director of this film also deserves some acknowledgement because there's a lot of things in this film that aren't really talked about and aren't really acknowledged by the director today. So I actually went on IMBD and I looked up the director. Now his name is Dan Rosen, surname is spelled R-O-S-E-N and he's actually got two uh, credits in regards to directing films and Dead Man's Curve in 1998 is obviously one of them but he did another film in 2012 known as Freeloaders and from what I can gather this film didn't do too well and I can't see this film anywhere so this is really the only film I have seen from the director and it probably uh, explains a lot as to why it's so different to anything like I've ever seen before but it's a film that at the age that I'm at 
which is 37, ease up, the film still resonates and stays with me forever. Even though it's incredibly hard to find, it's hard to to watch this film, it's a hidden gem for me. And I will proudly admit, I love this film a lot more than what I should. For me, it's a guilty pleasure film, and I am going to reveal a score to you before the end of the podcast. But before I do, I am going to clarify and say, you know, this movie means a lot more to me than what it does a lot of people. It's a guilty pleasure film, which means I can watch it, I can enjoy it, I acknowledge the fact that it's got a lot of cheesy moments in it i acknowledge that a lot of the twists are a bit unreal and would be more than impossible to actually come true but it's got so much going on that just resonates with me forever and there's a scene i'm going to talk about that i will never ever forget in regards to filming and when it comes to acting and there's a scene with matthew lillard who's basically sitting at a table with a group of friends and they start talking about Rand, all right? They start talking about this guy that they don't like very much. And Matthew Lillard does this monologue, and I, I can never forget it. It stays with me till I die. But Matthew Lillard does this monologue, and it's so clever and it's so captivating to the audience members. And he begins to tell this story, and suddenly the background, it was once a party, sort of goes quiet. And the people behind him begin to disappear. And suddenly behind Matthew Lillard, you've just got black darkness around him, Matthew Lillard in the spotlight as he tells this depressing, sad, terrible story. To him, it's quite humorous and funny. To the audience and the characters around him, it's actually unsettling and it's actually quite depressing. But that monologue alone stays with me forever. And if I ever meet Matthew Lillard, I'd love to shake his hand and buy him a coffee because this is my favorite film that he's ever done. And this is a hidden gem for me. And from time to time on this podcast, I would love to really reveal, you know, some of these films that have really impacted me, you know, in various stages in my life. And Dead Man's Curve is definitely one of them. So that being said, I have rewatched this film recently and I'm actually going to give Dead Man's Curve, also known as AKA The Curve from 1998, I'm going to give it a review score of 8.4 out of 10. The only downfall is if you want to watch this film after you've maybe been encouraged from this podcast, it's an absolute challenge to try and view this film. Uh, As mentioned at the start, I had to order it from the US. So if there are any Australian distributors listening to this podcast, I'm talking to you, Umbrella Entertainment, Shock Entertainment, and I'm also talking to Eagle Entertainment. There's a few that I know. If you want to consider this film, give me a call, contact me, because I would invest in releasing this film remastered on Blu-ray. But if you never find this film and you tried your very hardest, then I will truly apologise to you in advance for teasing you. But don't give up hope. Uh, I actually found out recently that a film that came out in 1998 same year, is finally getting a Blu-ray release this year and that film is Night at the Roxbury and I couldn't be more excited. Today you've been listening to Peter Walkton and you've entered the Walkton Zone. And if you are listening to this podcast, I'd like to personally say thank you for listening. And if you're listening to this podcast while you're driving, please drive safely. We'd like to keep you around as long as possible. This podcast has been brought to you by Walkden Entertainment, which can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd. To be kept up to date with further podcasts, please hit that subscribe button. And until then, see you next time. Oh my goodness, Scoob, I thought that guy would never leave.
You know, Scope, you're a bit of an angry guy sometimes, but let's go.